Hey everybody, welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back to Cover B. We are here with another real extra. Apologize in advance if you hear any strange noises. Our cat is in the room. <laughs> and she's rolling around. And she is going to town. She thought the movie we're talking about today, she's a black cat. She thought the movie we were talking about today was about her. Yeah, no. But it's not. It's yeah. about Dwayne the Rock Johnson. It's not Black Catum. It's Black Adam. Yeah. She just didn't understand. Stupid cat. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're talking about Black Adam. Yeah. Uh, stop kicking my chair. Um, <laughs> we're professional. Black Adam is out. Uh, you're getting this episode a little bit late because we wanted to do a spookier couple episodes before... Halloween. It's Halloween. So this is coming out after Halloween. So Black Adam has been out for a while and it's doing pretty well. It's getting doing mixed okay. reviews. Um, but <clears throat> it follows the titular character, Black Adam. Uh, it opens with his uh, sort of history, origin, a really brief kind of taste of his history and what it was like in ancient Kandak, which is such a cool country name. I love the... The, that is one of the cooler fictional country names. Take that, Latveria. <laughs> um, anyway, we see what ancient conduct's like, and then we flash forward to modern day conduct, which is still a country that is at the whim of imperialists and colonialists and so much turmoil. Uh, you know, external forces uh, disenfranchised, <clears throat> and the people are in need of a hero. They're also in need of making sure that the mercenary group that currently controls uh, the streets of Kondok don't find the demon crown that we learned about in the first few minutes that the former king of Kondok created out of Eternium. Uh, in doing that, in, in trying to protect that crown from the mercenaries, they end up freeing Black Adam. Uh, and then it becomes kind of like an Encino Man type of thing if Encino Man... Like eviscerated people <laughs> with lightning powers. Uh, it it was cool. It's like an inverse of Shazam because there's a boy, like a young boy, who uh, is the son of the like female revolutionary main female protag of this, uh, and he kind of acts as Billy Batson's friend did, where he's like trying to teach him about branding as a superhero and things like that. And it's it was it was a fun dynamic. And then eventually the Justice Society uh, gets roped in. We get Hawkman and Dr. Fate uh, and others. Um, <laughs> and uh, they they learn that maybe justice doesn't always mean the same thing for the people that are unfortunately under the boot. You it's know? true. Uh, but yeah, T, thoughts? So... Is this movie a revolutionary superhero movie? No. Does this bring something extraordinarily new and different to the superhero genre? N no. Is it super fun and kind of nostalgic? Yeah, it actually is. I mean, yeah. personally, and I know it has probably a little bit to do with it being Dwayne Johnson and the coloration and where it takes place and all of these things, but I was getting like, 
big Scorpion King vibes. Like, you got Dwayne Johnson as the bad guy, and there's, like, interesting special effects, and he's, like, doing all this stuff, and it's scary and, like, weird, and there's, like, big combat scenes, and you really care about your main characters. It just, it has that, like, I don't know, that, that early 2000s, we're making an action movie, and it's super fun, and it's yeah. balls-to-the-wall action, and you're gonna leave being like, I ate all my popcorn because I was excited. Like, it's I one of those. I paid for the whole seat, but I only needed the egg. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was one of those movies, and I, I mean, it was really good special effects. It was really yeah. enjoyable. I thought the pacing was well done. I yeah. mean, there were some weird little nuancy loophole, or like, like, plot holes that I was like, but you look at it and you're like, nah, who cares? It's a popcorn movie. It, it's, it made me feel the way I feel about like the original Suicide Squad. Like, that nah, was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, yeah. You know, I, I think it's, it, it doesn't surprise me that this is getting kind of middling reviews. And there's been some people that have given it really sterling reviews. Like it, it's not across the board mid-level. Yeah. I think it's definitely going to shine as more mediocre for a lot of people. And that's fine. Um, it is a popcorn movie. It's very much a popcorn movie. I have qualms with it. I, I love Dwayne Johnson, but I don't think he was right for this role. I really like, he fills it out. He's a big friggin' dude. You know what I mean? Like, but he, <clears throat> Black Adam is unfortunately one of those characters that is more interesting if he's given more depth. Yeah. And Dwayne did not provide a lot of depth. And it's possible that as time goes forward, we will. It was really cool because you could really see, uh, you could really see Dwayne Johnson going back into his rock role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he portrayed Black Adam very much as like, not so much the rock, but one of the more like stoic professional mm -hmm. wrestlers. It was a very professional mm -hmm. wrestler role. You know what I mean? It was. It felt like back when he used to do acting for things like Scorpion. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was. It was very break like in the beginning. I'm going to be a big dude and just like do call outs to people. That's like my thing, and it, it's like it's cool. It, it like it worked, but I think sustaining. I hope that sustaining Black Adam in the future, they give him a little bit more depth. And he showed in this, in some of the flashbacks and stuff, that he could have that depth they just for whatever reason it was probably less a Dwayne issue and more a directorial issue they yeah. just made him very very stoic and you know black adam has stoicism but like it's the same way that namor stoicism i was just about to make a comparison to exists. namor it's it's <laughs> i'm royal and regal, regal and egotistical but like i still have emotion i still have passion <laughs> for the things that drive me um, and I don't feel like we got enough of that. I think that would be my biggest qualm aside from some smaller, like T said, some plot hole things. And, you know, it, it was a MacGuffin movie. It was like, Oh, the crown, we gotta, we gotta stop the crown. And, you know, MacGuffin movies are always really like kind of lazy writing in their yeah. own way, because it's just, you have this thing and the whole movie just like is characters existing around that thing. It's all predicated on yeah, this yeah, one thing. You don't really have to have a lot of creative motivation for characters and stuff. doesn't have to go very deep. All that said, all that is to say that there is a lot that I think a lot of people will like in this movie. Heck yeah. You know, one of the shining like things that stood out to me was how bold it was to take a superhero movie 
and bring in a crew like the Justice Society, which for DC fans is such a like, these are the guys that know what they're doing. These are yeah. the guys that they believe in justice. They are the most like pure hearted, ready to go kind of guys like the Justice Society more so than the Justice League even. Because I feel like the League at times has its own sort of weird like feels like slightly isolated from the real world. Yeah. And it's like very galactic and glow just society they're on the they're on the front lines and they're the ones who like know what right and wrong are and believe them especially when you have like hawkman and uh dr fate and who you know is literally a being of the forces of order and then you have cute characters like cyclone and atom smasher like these are going to be guys that know what's right yeah but the real message of this movie is that justice for the disenfranchised doesn't always look like justice for the people in power. Yeah. The governments, the police, the elite, their idea of justice doesn't always benefit, nor is it what actually is wanted by the people that are being mistreated or the people that are under the boot or the people that are looked down upon. I mean, Hawkman mentions, like, we're here to help and reestablish order. And she's like, there wasn't order before this happened to begin with. Mm-hmm. We haven't had order for a long time. <clears throat> I And, you know, while I do wish they would have gone a bit further into, like, the concept, the morality of, like, you know, these people are oppressors. Should I hit them with violence and murder them and stuff like that? I think that could have been cool. And, again, that would have been a good way to elicit more depth from the black adam character um they did a good job of establishing him not inherently as evil but as like don't f with my s yeah you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. i'm fine if you want to just do your thing but i'm gonna do my thing don't get in my don't way don't get in my way exactly. um and then i mean just overall the justice society's inclusion their part in it their role in it the characters themselves was really cool. It was very, very cool. I have to give a shout out because this was the chef's kiss, pièce de résistance, perfect role for Pierce Brosnan because that man comes to every role with like this bit of like campy bravado. It's just a yeah. part of his identity as a human being. It's in his DNA. And I feel like a lot of the times he comes to a role and you're like, Hey, Pierce, you're a little much, homie. Chill, chill, bud. But this one felt so organic and so natural. And, like, you know, he's literally powered by the hands of fate. So, like, he could be a little extra than he's supposed to be. And it worked so well. Because I was leaving the movie and um, I was thinking about it. And I was like, I really hope I don't hear. Because we hear a lot of, like, really cool castings and some of the older actors like Christian Bale isn't necessarily roped into the older actor though. He's getting up there, but um, he did Thor love and thunder and recently has gone on record to be like, Oh, it was the most mundane experience of my life. It was like, I didn't really enjoy doing it that much because of the green screens and stuff. Like these guys, these older actors and seasoned actors go into these like kind of big digital green screen kind of movies and get really bored with it. And um kind of like Bill Murray has recently come out because he's going to be in the next um uh Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man. Yeah. And he came out and he was like, 
I really just want to work with the director. I, I could care less about Marvel. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, well, all right. Bill Murray, <laughs> I could care less about your sexual assaulting ass. So, um, <laughs> you know, call me, call me when you have less Gina Davis talking about you being a piece of shit. <laughs> Um, Ayo. Just saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like that kind of thing. And I was like, oh, I really like, I felt like Pierce really enjoyed the role. Like he seemed to really like it and connect with it. He did a really, really good he job. Did a great job. I was like, I really hope he doesn't come out and be like, oh, it was really weird. And then I remembered, I don't, it was either like Die Another Day or Tomorrow Never Dies. One of the James Bond movies where he was like surfboarding or like snowboarding on an avalanche. <laughs> I was like, nah, he's fine. He good. He's been there, done that. I don't have to worry about that. But he did. He did a really good job. He's and so great. the whole Justice Society group did a really, really good job. They did. Um, I liked the depiction of Carter Hall. Yeah. Uh, as being in more of a leadership role. Um, you know, a lot of times we see Hawkman and he's kind of in the background. Right. You know. Right. Um, but him being this really like driven foil to black adam you know because he's also really intense and he's also really like we're gonna take you down but he also has this like moral code and yeah. stuff uh I, I thought it did really really well and those two like Dwayne and the carter hall actor whose name is aldous hodge um did a really good job against each other yeah you know what i mean yeah, and it's hard really to stand up. Back to back. I mean, it's hard to to be a personality uh, uh, against The Rock. Mm-hmm. Like he has said, even being as stoic and as like kind of subdued as yeah, he yeah. was in this movie, like he's such a personality, he's such a presence that it can sometimes be hard for for actors to like feel like equivalent on screen like in the screen space yeah with Dwayne but he did a great job I thought it was yeah. like a, a well well paired matching and, there you know finally I guess the other thing that really stood out to me is just that I think this was the best fly fighting we've gotten out of the DCU so yes far. like when you look at all the Superman stuff yes. and how it's a lot of just like and then this person flies and then they fly and catch up and then it's like and then now they're over here and then it's like they did a lot more, like, actual fighting, where it was like, block, block, punch, punch, oh, now I'm flying away, but now I'm flying back, and then punch, punch, punch. And it was it was really well done. And there was some architectural damage, but not like there was a Man yeah, of Steel. Yeah. And, you know, it was, like, especially in Man of Steel, like, when they were punching each other, it was like, I'm grabbing you and flying you forward and just punching you in the face. It just wasn't really, like, well choreographed. Like, I think they've... It's tough with these characters. With the... Like, this is one of the things that they needed to really sit and look at. Like, how do we make fly fighting? These characters that can fly and literally, like, fly fast enough to, like, pierce the earth and punch hard enough to, like, disconnect Florida from the United States. Please, soups. I'm just asking. (laughs) Um... you're out there uh <laughs> superman can you hear me yeah. <laughs> uh, i i live in florida um anyway uh, uh, you know they have this level of power how do we make 
them fighting not boring. And I think when they approached that, they were like, well, we'll have them destroy a bunch of shit and like fly through the sky and we'll make it all big visual. Like we'll be zoomed out watching it happen and it'll all be big visuals and big CGI and big destruction and big impacts. And you'll see the air ripple and none of that makes it good. None of that makes it interesting fighting. I would much rather see two characters who are like, you know, maybe not necessarily, (laughs) maybe not necessarily soups. Like maybe he would have tried to learn some fighting, but like, you know, Zod should be a hand to hand combatant. So it should should be like, you know, and it should be like that, but it's, they never really went there. Even in, Batman v Superman, even in wow. which was granted more ground level, right. but it you know didn't really have good fight choreography. Mm-hmm. And the Wonder Woman movies have had great fight choreography. They have, yes. And Aquaman did not have good fight choreography, and Justice League did not have good fight choreography. Like, just get some fight choreography, man. Like, yeah. these are people whose entire thing, their entire, the entire things you're pulling this from, are panels upon panels upon panels. Of them punching things. <laughs> Hire a fight choreographer. That's like, in my opinion, the biggest... I mean, there's a, there's a lot to be said about the quality of the MCU or what the DCEU has put out. Whether you like superhero movies or not, you have to recognize that the MCU is doing it better. It's just... Yeah. DCEU has made a lot of mistakes along the way. They have. Yes. That is a That is just facts. I'm sorry. Yeah. No printer, just facts. Um, Trust me, we read both. Yeah. And one of the biggest things is that, and it, granted, it's because the MCU characters aren't these, like, flying through buildings, punching Florida off the country kind of <laughs> people. So they have better fights. Mm-hmm. They have really good fight choreography in a, yeah. lot of their, a lot of their movies and shows. You know what I mean? Like, Captain America and Winter Soldier is some of the best like fight choreography and like a mainstream Western movie. Like it's really good. Well, Civil by War. my opinion, but still, you know, like and it's Civil- really good yeah. fight war choreography. You've got winter soldier, like throwing the knife and flipping around and stuff. Like it's really good, really well done. And they just, they never looked into that. I feel like they did not look into that when they were doing the initial run of DC stuff, but they had it here. They had really good, like planned out conflict. Yeah. And it was neat. It made it feel more real and it was way more entertaining and exciting than watching two specks against the sky punch each other through buildings and then occasionally get like a CGI green screen close up of Henry Cavill's face being like, ah, I'm handsome. And then, you know, flashback to them like flying through an orphanage. I think spraying orphan <laughs> gore all over the place. And while Zack Snyder's like, oh, yeah, it was awesome. You know, I think one of the things might be opinionated. <laughs> I think one of the things DC is finally starting to realize is that in these movies, when you have these heroes that are so larger than life and so outside of the realm of reality, when you have a soups and a Wonder Woman and, and you know, a Black Adam and they're they're just impossible to see as us, you have to present opportunity for the audience to see themselves in the movie. Mm. And one of the things that nobody expected people to be mad about, but people were mad about to the point where Zach built in as a care as a, as a feature in the Batman V Superman is that 
you know, oh, people are going to think it's so cool as we're going through these buildings. But we as viewers don't see ourselves as Superman. We don't see ourselves as Zod. We can't fly. We see ourselves as the dude that just died in that building that collapsed. Yeah. yeah. And so you have, <clears throat> DC has started to figure out that by presenting characters that we can relate to in association with these larger-than-life characters, it gives us something to to understand and to see ourselves in and and it and making the fight choreography less like damaging to everyone around them it it makes it more interesting and relatable and more yeah. fun to watch i mean even beyond the damage just make it actually interesting like have yeah. it feel like an actual fight yeah or like an actual movie fight you know what i mean like if it were an actual fight it would just be like two people really close and like Dwayne Johnson's grabbing Henry Cavill's weave and stuff like that. <laughs> but like, you know, make it like two, like make it an MMA fight between two super powerful people. Don't make it like, you know, just punch, punch, and then I punch. You know what I mean? Like, right. move on. Uh, so I don't know. Black Adam, I liked it. Yeah. I, I would see it again. Um, it, it, like T said, it wasn't revolutionary. It didn't really change the superhero formula. No. Like I mentioned, it was MacGuffin-y, so the story's kind of weak. But there's some fun characters. I really like the uncle, the main female protagonist's brother. Yeah. He was strictly there for comedic relief, but the actor did a great job. Yeah, he was very effective. Uh, the line, uh, it's okay, I die by electricity, is one of my favorites. It's in so good. To film. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, so weirdly, like exactly something i would do um and uh yeah it's got a good like it's got a good message there i don't think they fumbled the message of no. like hey you know justice for certain communities is not the same as justice for everybody and if we want justice for everybody we need to do more than just like aid oppressors it's not about know? equality it's about equity yeah and uh yeah it, it it was cool. I liked it. I, I think if you're a Black Adam fan, definitely go see it. If you're a Justice Society fan, definitely go see it. Uh, if you've, you know, just itching for another superhero movie and kind of a glut of superhero movies, though we do have Wakanda Forever, which is getting really good initial response, um, go see it. If you've just been itching for another DC movie and you know you're not going to go see The Flash like we aren't, uh, then go see it so that you can survive the the deep valley of not seeing that trash make sure you stay for the credits yep stay for the credits a stinger. there's not one at the end of the credits just after the fancy credits there is a stinger i think it's way been spoiled by now but it hasn't been spoiled for you it's pretty exciting um it's cool i liked it there were some cameos too if you're a suicide squad fan or a peacemaker fan there's cameos in there that you'll like mm -hmm. um it's and a good that's time. not a that's not a spoiler for the the end credits. Don't worry. No. Uh, but yeah, I I liked it. It was a good time. I, I would give it a seven out of ten. And I do want to call out. Uh, I went and saw it at this awesome theater in Jacksonville. It's called the Sunray Cinema. If you ever find yourself in Riverside in Jacksonville, go catch a movie there. It was so cool. It was really dope. It was just this really cool indie theater. Uh, it was a nice screen and they had a nice sound system. Like I, I kind of expected it to be subpar in that quality, but it was really good. It was, it was good. And I got a beer and a blondie and I sat back and you had tons of space. Like you have like a little table in front of you. So you got tons of space. Just kick back. 
Support your little local theaters. We yeah, always support. say support your local comic book shops and your gaming stores. We also say support your little local theaters. You don't always have to go see stuff on the big boys. Yep. They don't necessarily know what they're doing anyway. I mean, they're all going bankrupt now. Anyway, I was about to say. So freaking formula. Go go see the little theaters and support them because honestly, they want to give you what you want anyway. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, that's going to do it for us for Black Adam. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want more Cover B, you can find it on our website, CoverBPodcast.com. If you want to follow us on social media, you can do so at CoverBPodcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hope everyone had a fantastic Halloween. Yes. Uh, I know we did. I'm assuming we're recording <laughs> this before Halloween. But I'm going to go ahead and just predict that it was great. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. So as always, I have been Chris. This has been T. Ayo. And you have been listening to, to Cover, Cover B. B. Bye, everybody.